0: if you take your Bibles and for a few moments this evening turn to Acts chapter 12 um, Susie pointed out that the folks were sitting in the back and I was thinking um, when we were in New Jersey on prayer meeting night I'd come to the people <laughs> if they were in the back I'd be in the back I'd just move the, uh, the stand down there a little further um, and uh, I jokingly told Rhonda I prepared tonight's message for her. <laughs> um, uh, but they say, preach to the people in the back row. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so of course, Miriam and I are in the back row every Sunday uh, and every other service. So anyway. But anyway, it's good to have you with us this evening, folks. And what I want to, not want to, what I'm going to, by God's grace, <clears throat> As far as reading, uh, Pastor Brian said Sunday about readers or leaders, and um, I don't dispute that. But I, there's some people that can read anything that their hands can touch. You know what I mean? In other words, they're just readers. I'm not that way. There's things I like to read. There's some things I, you know, I, I don't mean things that you should read. I'm just saying there's things, certain things that are very attractive to me and um, others that aren't biographies over the years, I've liked. Mm -hmm. I I like, and you know what? And and when I was in New Jersey, I did not a lot, but I did, well, in Sunday school or prayer meeting, even Sunday night, I did oftentimes biographical series. Um, You'd have, like, the 12 apostles. And you know, in studying this, I'm I'm not going to tell you right now. I'll tell you in a couple minutes. But as I was going over this message, there was, a, there was something that came up that would have made a good, and I didn't, never did it in New Jersey, a good series based on certain people. And I'll, I'll try to remember that as, as, I, as I preach this evening. But biogra- I love biographical matter. So tonight we're going to just look for a few moments. We're going to look at one of the well-known men in the Bible as um, John Mark. And we're gonna look just at, uh, we're gonna look at certain passages, turn there, but let's Acts chapter 12. This is a um, well-known portion, verses one to 17. Um, God, um, the book of Acts chapter 12, <clears throat> verses one to 17. It said, now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church, and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. When Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door uh, kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him and a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up saying, Arise up quickly and his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said unto him, gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he saith unto him, cast thy garment about thee and follow me. And he went out and followed him and wist not that it was true, which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. When they were past the first and second ward, they came into the iron gate that leadeth unto the city which opened to them of his own accord, and they went out and passed on through one street. And forthwith the angel departed from him. And when Peter was come to a was come to himself, and he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod, and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. And when he had considered this thing, notice the next few verses, right? When he had considered this thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate and they said unto her, thou art mad. I mean, in other words, <laughs> they've been praying and crying out to the Lord and she said, more or less said, hey, the Lord has answered our prayer and they said, you're crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's about, that, I mean, that's my paraphrase, but that's kind of the way it is. Yeah. He said, you're crazy. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so, then said they, it's his angel. But in other words, they would be more apt to believe it's like a spirit than to really believe it's Peter. I mean, it's, that would take more, more, something more miraculous than what happened. But anyway, Peter continued knocking. And when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Isn't that something? But he, beckoning unto them with his hand to hold their peace, declared unto them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, Go show these things unto James and to the brethren, and he departed into another place." So here we see this introduction to um, John Mark. We're going to look at him for just a few moments this evening. You know, when we think of John Mark, we think of this, some have pointed out the fact that he had a close relationship with three of the great men of the early church. The first one is Barnabas. And John Mark was, of course, related to um uh, to Barnabas and uh, he was a uh, so to speak uh, Barnabas was like a protege of of, of John Mark, so he was there was and and he had a great impact and you know Barnabas I mentioned he's he was a a, a leading man in a, a way a sort of way in the New Testament as far as his what he did not as well known certainly as the apostles Peter, Paul, and, and the others, but a great man. I know the Lord would have raised somebody else up if it weren't if he if Barnabas wasn't willing. But think of the effect Barnabas had on on the apostle Paul, and the fact that you know even the the the, the apostles wanted nothing. they they were more I hate to say afraid, but they didn't want nothing to do with it. But Barnabas went before, Barnabas uh, was a way, uh, I guess maybe a good word would be a facilitator of the apostle Paul. He was a facilitator of John, I'm getting ahead of myself, getting of John Mark, he was. And we'll see, we'll see that in a moment. But anyway, Barnabas had a great impact on, on John Mark. Then we think of, of Peter, now not, ordinarily, we, I don't think we think of Peter and John Mark. And yet, we'll look at a reference tonight before we close. Peter referred to him as his son and an affectionate disciple. Um, And we'll look at that in in a little bit, in a few minutes. And of course, the apostle Paul. To Paul, he eventually became a helpful servant and a valued friend. One Bible commentator said that Mark lacked personal greatness of these men. Or lack the personal greatness of these men but had the gift to make himself useful as their valued supporter and mark mark was just a great man greatly used of god let's look just at a few things this evening here in act chapter 12 verse 12 let's look first of all at his name that's we're just going to look at be kind of not kind of we're going to be very simple this evening you look at act chapter 12 verse 12 and when he had considered the thing they, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying, Many many to gathered together praying. John, Mark. John was his Jewish name. Mark is his Latin name. And in the epistles, all right? Now think about this for a moment. In the epistles, He's referred to, and throughout the Bible, for the most part, he's referred to as Mark. do you think about it, well, why would that be? John's his Jewish name, Mark's his Latin name or Roman name. Why in the epistles would they use the word Mark? Well, who were the epistles largely written to? Churches, they were, and gen, largely Gentile. I mean, there were Jews within them, largely Gent. You take Thessalonica, First, Second Thessalonica, Romans, Corinthians, Galatians, Gentiles. So he was his Latin name, so to speak, Mark. That would that would be be would be appropriate. Now also this, there were two groups of Jews in Jesus' day. There were the Jews that lived in Jerusalem and in Israel, and then there were what would be we might call some call the Hellenistic Jews, the Jews that were outside of Israel, and those Jews, they were different. They were I mean they were Jews, Jews and all, but they were they weren't the, quite the same because remember when it, it, when they were back in Jerusalem, and when we believe the the. Uh, um, Group, the six men got together, the deacons. Remember the widows, I mean, and the elderly women, the widows of the Hellenistic Jews. They felt were, that group felt they were being neglected, and so there, there was like I, I don't want to say division, but there were they were two groups they they worshipped the same and all, but they were they were different. In other words, if they were born born in Israel, and lived in Israel, there was a difference. From the, from them if they're living in other parts of the world. That's that's just that's the way it is, and that's the way it is today. You get Jewish people. We had up where we lived in New Jersey. Uh, we had right across from us. We lived in a condominium right across from it. We had Jewish friends, neighbors, um, that were uh, that were there all the time, and we, there was always Jewish people there. Uh, but those Jewish people there generally were totally different than the ones in Israel, totally different. I had a neighbor, a good friend of mine, a man in our church, we went to Israel back in 92. And so um, this young man went from our church went, went with us, and we went and <clears throat> had a love for Israel, and also he, got, he subscribed weekly to the Jerusalem Post, a weekly edition. And he'd give it to me after he was done with it. And I I read it and looked through it, and and I'd give it to my neighbor. My neighbor, who was Jewish, would take it. But I could tell he he didn't really, but most of the Jewish people up there don't really care. The ones that we knew, to be honest with you, and this is not an anti-Jewish statement, I'm just telling you because I have a lot of friends that love loved ones of Jews but they didn't care what a whole lot, they weren't all that concerned about Israel. They really weren't concerned about here in the country, but not, not so much about Israel. So there was two, so there were two different groups. So I say all this to say this, the use of the, of the Latin second name, in other words, the, we have John Mark, so Mark was used and that was common among the Greek speaking Jews. All right, so the Jews in other parts of the world would be common with Mark. If you were in Jerusalem there in Israel, his Hebrew name would be more common, but in other parts of the world. So Mark is, the, is basically, is, is the name that, that we know and what we see and what we refer to and such as that. Here you see, let's look at them, or see here we're in Acts chapter 12. Notice when we meet Mark, he, he is a resident of Jerusalem, right? So we see him here, then here in Acts 12, he's a resident of Jerusalem. His mother is one of the Marys of the New Testament. Now, you know, this is informal prayer meeting. Seven Marys. Who are they? Do you remember? Mary Magdalene. Oh, all right, all right. Charlotte said, Mary, don't. <laughs> Mary Magdalene. All right, who's the other one? Mary, mother of Jesus. Mary, the mother of Jesus. So that's that's we're down. We have two. Martha Who's, Martha and Mary, Martha all right, Mary and Bethany. Yes. That's three. Excuse me. Already said that. Oh yeah. Mary Magdalene yeah, yeah. We got Mary, the mother of Joseph. Uh, Mary, the mother of John, Mark, Mary Magdalene, and Mary uh, of, of Martha. All right, we got three more. These will be the tougher ones. This lady, she's, this is, this lady served Jesus and went to his grave to anoint his body. She's Mary. The, the one with the no, that's Mary Magdalene. Oh, okay. This is, this lady is Mary, the mother of James and Joseph. All right, so that's five. What? Be the same of Jesus. Yeah. Did we say that? Well, I'm saying we'll say James Jesus Joseph were Jesus. Afro. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so i the same as the same. Well, You're saying that's Mary Magdalene? No, Mary uh, uh, Mary the mother of Jesus? Yeah. 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 I right. well. Not, not sure draw much of anything but. All right. <laughs> All right. We've got we've got two more all right this mary was at the cross mary the wife of someone who begins with a c you're right right clopas all right now here's one that you i i don't know that i've ever seen this one before but it's in the bible this is the last one mary uh mary who was didn't say she was the mother of or the Or the wife of, she was Mary from, you won't get one verse in the Bible, Mary from Rome. And that is, it sounds like she's a Catholic saint or something, (laughs) (laughs) Mary from Rome. (laughs) Um, Romans chapter 16, verse 6, the Apostle Paul says, Greet Mary who bestowed much labor on us she was there in the church at Rome greet mary who bestowed much labor on her. so that so and and the the name mary is is prime and they they were godly i mean for the ones that, that we know who were god were, were godly women well anyway so we see uh, this is mary the mother of john mark her father was uh, never, There's nothing about him. It's believed that he was deceased. But you notice here, look, look at this. Um, and we'll go back here. Uh, her home, her house, uh, or her home house was one of comfortable financial circumstances, it's believed. You notice there, look at verse 13, Acts chapter 12. It says, and as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. So you, you notice here, so he goes in there, he goes to a gate, and, and then you have this damsel come out. People believe she may have been, she was likely a like a servant. Um, and and but, and but then it goes on and talks about their reaction or not. I'm going to look look at the circumstances. It's believed that um, financially, uh, John Mark's mother was a lady likely of means. Um, that's not uncommon. No. Who else? Um, who else in the Bible do we know of a lady who was Who became? Who was saved under Paul's ministry? Who may have been a lady of means? Lydia. Lydia. You know the liberals and the unbelievers. They say Christians put down women, and that's not so at all. Not so. Lydia was a businesswoman. How about that? Here is a businesswoman not put down in the Bible. What's she doing? She shouldn't be having her own business. No, she's she's honored as a as a godly woman and as as a leader in the church. Here we see John Marks. We see John Marks. Uh, um, mother and listen who were the ones that went to the grave of Jesus first? Was it Matthew? Was it Mark? Ladies, ladies, ladies. see the Bible over and over and over again, exalt ex, ex, honors and exalts women, maybe not in a boisterous sort of way, but it, it certainly does. So, anyway, her, their home, her, his home was one of comfortable financial circumstances his home was where this christian spirit prevailed and christian activities were welcomed and encouraged and where here we see the early church was there the early well the church here, believers there were just gathered or pouring out their heart with regard with regard to, to peter and you know i'm going to stop here and mention for that you know and and it was because of it was because of their prayers, their prevailing prayers, that Peter was spared. But you come back to verse 1, or verse 2, James, was, the brother of John, was killed. me. Is that because they didn't pray for him? What do you think? I look at that, and I just feel that it—it was—I don't—I I can't prove it, but I feel they prayed for him too, and 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 it was just God's sovereign will that that that, that James that James died. That was, it was God's God's will for him. But when that happened, what does that do with regard to their prayers for Peter? I believe it makes them all the more intense, maybe. You know what I mean? This. He's not just taking our, our, the men, our leaders, he's taking them and killing them. And you know, so I mean, but like I said, I, I threw that out there, I can't prove it, but I, I'm certainly, I'm certain they prayed for him. But I also believe that once they he, they saw that happening to James, their prayers for Peter were, were all, the, all the more intense. Let's go back to, to the previous chapter. Acts chapter 11. Notice Mark's early activities, all right? Acts chapter 11, verses 27 through 30, all right? Acts eleven twenty-seven through 30. And in those days there came prophets from Jerusalem unto Antioch. And there stood up one of them named Agabus and signified to the spirit that there should be a great dearth or famine throughout all the world which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. Then the disciples, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief unto the brethren which dwelt in Judea. Now notice that. Don't, please don't mistake what I'm saying, all right? Our first and foremost responsibility as preachers of the gospel was to preach the gospel, preach the word, and yet, this, I, and, and, and you know what, we have what, the, 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 what we call from, in a liberal standpoint, the social gospel, where people are trying to, it's all about doing things socially, and there's no gospel. There's no, nothing about Christ or their death and all. But, so we as, as Christians, Bible-believing Christians, first and foremost, preach the gospel, but do we not care about people temporal physical needs do we not care not not so at all notice there if you notice there it says th- there was a famine in and uh, and this in 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 Jerusalem uh, throughout the world uh, it said but then disciples every man according to his ability to determine to send relief under the brethren which dwelt in Judea so they Tried to help in whatever way they could. This is physically, which also they did and send it to the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. So there's, there's Barnabas and Saul. I mean, the great preachers of the gospel, but what are they doing also? They're trying to help people with regard to... And remember when Paul, the last time he came back to Jerusalem, all right, when he came back to... Well, not the last time necessarily, but when he came back the end of Acts... Jerusalem. Why? What was one of the main reasons he was coming back here? Do you remember? Pardon? Right. To bring to the believers there, to the Jewish people. Money that he had taken, not taken, he had received. That wasn't, not a good choice of words. Money, money had received from the Gentile churches. And Paul was concerned Paul was concerned about the Jewish people who may not want to take the money from the Gentile, you know. So I'm not. I mean, I'm not preaching. So I'm saying, and I know we as a church and we as Christians care for the um, the physical needs of people. But you see, so here, so you see here, you see here, um, the the his his early activities. So you. Um, uh, Paul and, and Barnabas come back to Jerusalem. Um, they come to Jerusalem to deliver help with regard to the, the people, uh, to the people in need. And it's believed—now this is conjecture—and people believe that, uh, but Bible commentators believe that they may very well have stayed in and because of Barnabas's relationship, his family, uh, and, and their, their situation may very well have stayed in the house of John Mark at this time. There was some, something about being there that impressed them with regard to John, John Mark being in Jerusalem. So uh, we can't prove that, that, that he, they stayed in his house, but it's, it's thought that they, they may very well have stayed there, but somehow they saw John Mark and he stood out to them. And notice in Acts chapter 12, Let's go back there. Acts chapter 12 and um, look at verse 25. It says, Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their ministry and took with them John, whose surname was Mark. So here we see John Mark traveling with them. But in Acts chapter thir- 13 we're going to see in Acts chapter 13 you see Mark's early failings. Look at look at um, verses um, one through five. It says, "Now they were uh, they were in the church that was at Antioch. There were, excuse me, certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon. That's called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, and Mania. Now, you know, this is and I've never I've never studied that. I don't know how much studying you could do. I mean, I'm a fact, but this is interesting." So here's a believer, Manian, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch. That's interesting, isn't it? What his connection was there? I mean, what his fan, I don't know how much we could ever find. I've, what I'm doing now is in quizzing. I've quizzed myself like this over the years, but I've never studied it. I've never. I want you know what? No, but anyway, he's a believer, brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, "Separate Barnabas and Saul for the work unto which I have called them." And when they had fasted and prayed, laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So they, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed into Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. And when they preached the word of Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews, and they had John also, or had also John to their, to their minister. And the word minister there simply means an attendant or an assistant he wasn't acting like a a full-fledged apostle or disciple or preacher but he was maybe like some have explained like almost an apprentice and he was there he was he was there with them i don't know what the time frame was i if i had taken the time i could figure it out maybe but only this is verse 5 john's part of their ministry Eight verses later, he heads for home. Look at verse 13, Acts 13. When Paul and his company loose from Paphos, they came to Perga and Pamphylia, and John, departing from them, returned to Jerusalem. He left, he left shortly thereafter. Why, why did he do that? Some said maybe he was homesick. Maybe, maybe that could be. I remember when I was in college this first semester, While wow, people, people would be going home, homesick, you know. Uh, and you know who they, whenever they got homesick, who they would find the ca- someone who, who would be their counselor? Not an administrator, someone, someone else who was likewise homesick. You know, one would encourage the other. Home, they could be homesick, maybe he was. Uh, it's about this time where we see what appears. Maybe, you, maybe you don't even notice it. Maybe you do, but there's a change in leadership. And because we usually we see the record here, Barnabas and Sauls changed to what? Paul and Barnabas. At some point, very subtly, Paul becomes the leader. Maybe, maybe he didn't like that. Or some have suggested the journey they were about to take, the journey was a journey that was very difficult, mountainous, very hard, and very dangerous, infested with robbers. That was what was known. That was what they were facing. I want you to turn with me. This, long, when I thought of that, I thought, I thought of something that I Read often. I'm not often, but I've read many times. Let's go to Second Corinthians eleven. Second Corinthians, just Second Corinthians eleven. And notice the Apostle Paul. He has these folks, and he has he has these folks that are um, trying to put down his ministry and such as that. And um, Paul defends himself. He he almost acts. He talks. Like he doesn't want to do it, but he felt feels it necessary. Acts chapter, or no, excuse me, not Acts. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. He said, are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more, in labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths often, or oft. Of the Jews, five times received I 40 stripes, save one. Thrice I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. And you know, as I'm reading this, if you can, it's, uh, we just usually do what I'm doing, just read it. But if you stop to think about it, but it says, thrice I suffered shipwreck. Can you imagine what it's like to go through shipwreck? The harrowing and horrifying, I mean, what? And to be beaten, and I'm I'm reading them basically for the sake of time, but I mean, if you stop and think about these things. He says there, a night and a day I've been in the deep, in journeyings often, in perils of water. Now notice that, 26, in perils of robbers in perils by my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren. And then he goes on. But in perils of robbers, well, that's what this was about to encounter, whether or not they were going to encounter anything, but that's what they were potentially facing. Maybe that's why he went home. But he went home. Did not stay but long. He went, he went home. Let's go to Acts chapter 15. Acts chapter 15, there's a, a time sometime later that Mark's given a second chance. Acts chapter 15, verse 36. Notice this. Sometime later, some days after Paul said unto Barnabas, let us go again and visit our brethren in every city, where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they do, Barnabas determined to take with him John, whose surname was Mark. But so, you know, he, some people say, well, he's family, and, and certainly, you know, that's, no doubt, would be part of it. But Barnabas had an eye to help people. He did it with the apostle Paul when he was Saul, and nobody else wanted anything to it. And here we see to it, he's, he's, he's a family member, he's a relative. But I believe, I personally believe it's more to it than that. Verse thirty eight, Paul's kind of blood and guts, Paul thought not good to take with him who departed from them from Pamphylia and went out with them to the work. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from the other. So Barnabas took Mark, sailed into Cyprus, and Paul chose Silas and departed being recommended by the brethren under the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, confirming the churches. So here you see Mark's second chance. We don't know much what went on after that. Um, We do know about Paul and Silas, but apparently Mark, just by God's grace, his life turned around <clears throat> and he became a great servant of the Lord. I want us to look at three last three references right be, right before we close, Colossians chapter four, apostle, and, and this this is one of Paul's prison epistles when he was his first prison uh, first epistle when he was in prison, um, not necessarily his first epistle, but. His, his epistle when he, to the Colossian church when he was in his first imprisonment. That's what I wanted to say. Colossians chapter four, verse, verses 10 and 11. The apostle Paul's writing to the church at Colossae. He says, Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, saluteth you, and Marcus, sister, son to Barnabas, touching whom you receive commandments. If he come unto you, receive him. Now notice that. This is somebody, no, we don't want to take him, you know, he's left us, and it's not that attitude anymore. Receive him, nope, he encouraged him. him. And Jesus, which is called justice, who are of the circumcision. These only are my fellow workers under the kingdom of God, which have been a comfort unto me. So Barnabas, I mean, um, he considers Mark a fellow worker and someone who's been a comfort unto him. Things have changed. Let's notice one other, two other references. Let's go to 1st Peter chapter five. And we don't think, I, at least I don't associate uh, John Mark with Peter. But notice, notice this. 1st Peter chapter five, and look at verse 13. The church that is at Babylon, elected together, saluteth you, and so doth Marcus, my son. Refers to in an affectionate way, it whether or not he led. Usually, that's associated with having led someone to the Lord. That's not necessarily what's thought of here, but it's spoken of of his care and his affection for Mark. One last reference. Let's go to again. uh, This is the second imprisonment when Peter or when Paul was about to die. Second Timothy chapter four. 2 Timothy chapter 4. The the one we saw Colossians was his first imprisonment and he was released. This time he's facing death. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 11. Notice this. Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee for he is profitable to me for the ministry. Think of that. Here's a man that Paul said, you know what, Barnabas, we don't, he's left us, we don't, we don't want to take him right now. I, I, don't feel, I don't feel good about that. Some years later, he says, take Mark, bring him. He's profitable unto me for the ministry. By God's grace, Mark was greatly used of the Lord. And of course, we have the second gospel, the gospel of Mark, and it was written each one of the Gospels, I mean, they're written for all of us to read, and, but they have particular people in mind, and it's believed that Mark wrote with the Romans in mind and preached and, and taught Christ as the servant of God. That was what he presented him as the servant of God. A great, great man, greatly used to the Lord. Let's bow for prayer. Father, thank you, Lord, for these few minutes we could take tonight to study about Mark. We're thankful for him, thankful for his life, thankful for his example, thankful for his home, so many things about him, thankful certainly for his gospel. And we just pray now, Lord, that you'll just take these few thoughts we've had today, tonight. Help us, Lord, help us to be faithful, to strive to serve you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.